Hey everyone, welcome back to Launch Codes Football. My name is Chris. And I'm Chelsea. And today we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. It is here and it is high time. Let's go! Honestly, like this is where legends are made. This is where memes are made. Like the shark at the halftime show for Katy Perry in Super Bowl. I really can't remember. I really can't remember if it's left shark or right shark, but regardless, it was legendary. It was like, what was it? Super Bowl 49? I think it was Russell Wilson versus Tom Brady. That was a legendary one. It was. And I then, think the most memeable part of this Super Bowl is that there's going to be more cardboard cutouts at the game than regular people. Oh, that's kind of scary, though. Like, I'm not going to I saw, I saw some headline that was like, there are going to be 30,000 cardboard cutout people at the Super Bowl. I was like, who has the time, the energy, and the money to buy that much printer ink? Seriously. The NFL does. They must have a really big printer. <laughs> I I mean honestly it's kind of creepy in some way like I don't oh, know no, how I is. feel about it but hey if people want to pay for it why not just to be like hey my cardboard cutout got to go to the game I just imagine like bragging being like yeah I was at the game you know my cardboard cutout not actually me but you know that's what matters right look Hey, whatever way, I know if my cardboard cut out there, that might be the closest I'll ever get to being at a Super Bowl. So, oh my gosh, I'm trying to figure out how many there actually are. Oh, here it is. According to the NFL, the official attendance at Raymond James Stadium for Super Bowl will be 25,000 fans and 30,000 cutouts. It's going to be so creepy for the fans that are there. It's just going to be. I know. Imagine turning to your left and being like, hey, Bob. Oh. Well, anyways, we got a good show for y'all today. We got basically we're gonna be covering some headlines, our matchups, and hot take segment, and then also we're just gonna go run through the pick again that we made. And but basically, we're gonna start out with the Super Bowl headlines. So Chelsea, what what do you got for us? So number one, this dropped yesterday. I don't know if you guys heard, but two Chiefs players, wide receiver Demarcus Robinson and backup center Daniel Kilgore have landed on the reserve COVID-19 list six days before the Super Bowl. Now we're recording this on Tuesday, so it's only five days before the Super Bowl now. And by the time this comes out, it'll be Wednesday. So I'm sure that there will be more news on this by the time this episode actually comes out. But as of now, they are on the reserve COVID list They both got potentially exposed by a barber who was brought in to cut players' hair. Uh, Neither player has tested positive for themselves, but if they continue to test negative, they'll be able to play in the Super Bowl. But the downside of that is that they won't be able to practice all week. So for the backup center, that isn't necessarily as important because he probably wasn't going to start anyways. But for Demarcus Robinson, I mean, what? He's like wide receiver four or five which I mean it's not like it's Tyree Kill who's out but you know Demarcus Robinson gets on the field and gets snaps Mm -hmm. so not being able to practice the week before the Super Bowl is definitely going to impact him more than the backup center but regardless neither of them have tested positive for COVID and we'd hate to see if they were unable to play in the Super Bowl I was reading an article about this barber and apparently he tested negative six days or like five days in a row before he was brought in and then he got there and he was tested negative again and then like rapid tested him and then he tested positive. So he had tested negative like six times in a row. 
And then he tested positive. I'm sure that barber is just feeling horrible. Like I thought I was fine. Like, so hopefully the players and the barber will all be fine and we'll be able to attend yeah. the Super Bowl and play. So prayers up for them, certainly. But it sounds like mm-hmm. they're all okay. Yeah. And that's so unfortunate. And it just feels like such an unlucky chance of that happening. Because, like, I know this thing can come up, like, up to two weeks after. But you would figure, like, after being tested negative, what, six times in a row? Yeah. That, you, that you're good. But I don't know, man. That's crazy. Yeah, for real. But, yeah. I mean, I think it's... It's going to be an interesting weekend. I think that um, we've also got here that what is it? Sammy Watkins is questionable to play. Um, yep. He missed calf the injury. AFC. Yeah. Calf injury. He missed the AFC championship, but he has been practicing this week and he felt good on Monday. That being, And we don't know how he's feeling today since today's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he has a full practice today. And then when this comes out tomorrow, hopefully he'll have a full practice on Wednesday. So I'm sure that there will be more news out on Sammy Watkins by Wednesday or Thursday relative mm-hmm. to him playing. But as of now, his chances are definitely looking better than they did last week. Because like he said, he missed the AFC championship last week, wasn't able to play. Mm-hmm. And getting Sammy Watkins back, you know, while he's like a wide receiver for he still has the ability to spread the field and take double Mm -hmm. teams off of Kelsey and Hill. And if you have the ability to take a double team off of them, you're going to get destroyed. So these backup receivers, even though they aren't like Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or, you know, whoever they're, they still have a significant role in this offense because they help spread the field. So if they are able to get both Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins back for this game, that's going to make their offense even more scary than it usually is. So hopefully they get those players back and it makes the game even more entertaining. But kind of looking at the other side of the field, looking at the Bucks. so wide receiver Antonio Brown and safeties Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jordan Whitehead are all battling injuries for this game. Um, Antonio Brown did not play in the AFC champ- or the NFC Championship again. Um, and you, he, I mean, you could tell he wasn't playing, but the Bucks have a pretty good offense and it's not like he was their wide receiver one. So it made a difference that he wasn't there, but it wasn't like losing like a Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. you know, but I think the real story here is Winfield Jr. and Whitehead because they're the starting safeties for the Bucks, and they're going to be going against Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Robinson and Sammy Watkins and Byron Pringle and, you know, everyone that this offense has to offer. And if the Bucks don't have their starting safeties, um, that's not good for the mm-hmm. Bucks defense because Tyreek Hill is just going to run past the backups and Travis Kelsey is going to, you know, moss like four people. Mm-hmm. So that is not good news for the Bucks. Hopefully they're able to have those guys back so we can see a truly competitive matchup in the secondary. But as far as I know, their cornerbacks are fine. But Antoine Winfield is a breakout star rookie this year, and Jordan Whitehead is solid. So not having those guys who are your starters, who are experienced in the Super Bowl, if they don't have them, that's going to hurt. Even if they only have one, it's still going to hurt. Mm-hmm. especially with the potent offense of the Chiefs. So it'll be interesting to watch the injury reports 
as this week progresses because if those guys are out things are not looking good for the bucks on defense but they'd have to rely more on their d-line to take over the game right and you think that that is one of the most interesting matchups to watch in this game right chris i do i think that's honestly going to be end up being the key to the game because all right you know, we both know that Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, they're both greats. They're going to find a way to make things work for them. But, you know, that Tampa Bay defensive line is really interesting to me. Jason Pierre Paul, Shaquille Barrett, Nadama Kung Su, and Devin White. That's a loaded defensive line just with those four names right there. And the Chiefs have had some rearrangements they've had to make on the offensive line due to injury like Eric Fisher um, being out from last game in the AFC championship, which is huge. They are now having to switch their offensive line around. Um, Eric Fisher tore his Achilles tendon in the AFC championship. Michael Schwartz has had a back injury since week six, and he's still expected to not play. He was actually their best offensive lineman last year. Um, And also with the COVID thing, that's their backup center could be out for this game. Hopefully not. Um, Mike Remmers is going to be at left tackle replacing Eric Fisher. Andrew Wiley will go from right guard to right tackle. Stefan Wisniewski, please forgive me if I mess that up, but it's going to be at right guard. And I think this is going to be a really interesting rearrangement. Um, they've had to do this before earlier in the season due to uh, COVID opt-outs and different things. So they have had experience having to rearrange their line. And if you know you had to pick any quarterback that could work with this line, you could definitely pick Patrick Mahomes. But I think this could be a big deal. I mean, you saw how they played against Green Bay or Tampa did against Green Bay in the NFC Championship. They got Rodgers five times Rodgers is not you know he's hardly not agile like he can move around in the pocket it's hard to sack him um and he's very smart with his decision making he can get it out when he needs to and so really this could be this could be the deciding factor on who wins the Super Bowl on this matchup right here because the Chiefs offensive line like they're gonna have to play really well against this defensive line but if the defensive line can put a lot of pressure on Mahomes and get to him five, six, seven times, that could be really big. And that could be a huge detriment to the Chiefs. I mean, we have to remember the Bucks and Chiefs played this year and it was a close game. It ended now and the Chiefs ended up winning, um, you know, driving down the field and getting to where they could knee it at the end. But I mean, the Bucks kept it close. At first, they looked rough, but eventually they got things together. And now they've looked hotter than they have the entire year. So I think this will be a really interesting matchup and could really be the one that decides the Super Bowl is this offensive versus defensive line right here. No, I definitely agree. I think that the storyline with the backup center potentially not being able to play in the Super Bowl if he gets a positive COVID test, I think that that could become way more important if he ends up not being being able to play in that game. Because if they have an injury that happens in that game to their center or one of their guards and they need him to come in, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be available if he ends up testing positive for COVID. So I think that 
that is very important to make sure that he tests negative and that you keep him healthy because with the O-line issues that they have right now, if they lose backups, like that could spell real trouble for them. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, looking at the difference between the Packers and the Chiefs, you know, both Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are mobile. You know, we both know this. We've seen it time and time again. If I was going to pick a more mobile quarterback, I'd probably pick Mahomes over Rodgers just because he's younger and he's a little more athletic than Rodgers is currently. Mm-hmm. So I think if if they are able to get to Mahomes five times, you know that it's serious because, you know, Mahomes, he isn't Lamar Jackson. You know, he's not going to run for 150 yards on you. But I do think he's a little more mobile than Aaron Rodgers. And they took him down five times. So with Mahomes being more mobile, if, you know, they get to him five times, you know it's bad because he has an even greater ability to escape. And if he can't, then that's just an issue, you know. It'll also be interesting to see how this impacts their run game also. I don't know a whole lot about, you know, which linemen are better at running or what or run blocking or pass blocking. I don't know their players super, super well. But I know that the Chiefs, they have a good running back class, but at least Clyde Edwards-Elair has not really shown up this year, which I'm sure a lot of Chiefs fans are disappointed about because they took him in the first round. You know, they took him over some pretty good other running backs, and they took him over Jonathan Taylor, who I think is clearly better, and they took him over James Robinson, who was an undrafted kid who ended up being a top 10 running back at one point during the season. So Edward Zilaire hasn't really panned out the way that they thought he was going to in his first year, which I think is an interesting storyline to watch. Like, obviously, he's not bad. Like, he's good. He's not saying that, you know, he's absolutely awful. But, I mean, if you're going to take a guy out of LSU in a powerful, potent offense, I think you'd expect him to perform a little better this year than he did, especially if you're in an offense like the Chiefs, which, yeah, it's pass heavy, but even still. And then, you know, behind that, they have Le'Veon Bell, who they picked up. And I'm sure that he'll make a bigger impact in this game than he has up to this point. And then they have Williams against Daryl Williams, who ended up starting in the championship. So they have him, too, and he looked pretty good. So it'll be interesting to see how losing Eric Fisher is going to impact their run game, too. Not that the Chiefs can't win a game being one-dimensional. I mean, they might be one of the only teams in the league that could blow someone out only throwing the ball. So if it's not going to hurt any team, it would be the Chiefs, but it'll still be interesting to see what kind of impact it makes on their offensive schemes. Yeah. Also, it's Damian Williams that's on the Chiefs. and Well, he opted out. Damian Williams did. There's another one. I'm pretty sure it's Daryl Williams. Okay. My bad. Um well, but Darian, Damian Williams is on the Chiefs. He opted out because of COVID. Daryl uh, okay, Williams gotcha. is the other one. Okay, they just gotcha. have very similar names, but there are gotcha. two of them. Yeah. Okay. Damian opted out. He was the starter last year, and he was really good, and he decided not to play because of COVID. Okay, gotcha. I know also, wasn't uh, Ilair, wasn't he hurt for a lot of this year ever since, like, I think it was the Broncos game or – Maybe not then, but he's know, been hurt for a while. I know that he sustained some injuries. I didn't know if he had been consistently hurt and not playing in games for a lot of weeks. 
I thought that he came back near the end of the season and was getting touches, but he definitely was injured at one point. I just don't remember exactly when it was. Mm. Well, either way, I I do think like when they use him, he plays well. But yeah, we I think we're gonna see what what kind of goes on with the Chiefs. They have a lot of options at running back, which I think is gonna be for interesting sure. for this game. And but yeah, I mean the question is like with the offensive line changes, are they gonna be able to run the ball smoothly? Are they gonna be able to pass it in a comfortable way? Now the thing with the Chiefs is they can be doing bad for three drives. And then all of a sudden hit you with an 80 yard bomb that comes out of nowhere or a three play 80 yard drive for a touchdown that comes in like two minutes. And then right after hit you with another score and another. So here, what I would say to this is that even if for a majority of the game, the chiefs are not playing well, let's say their offense isn't doing that great and they're struggling. I still think, you know, they're still in it because they can have those explosive plays that get them, you know, big chunks. You remember last year in the Super Bowl against San Francisco, the Chiefs offense didn't really look that good for most of the game. And then um, by the end of the game in the fourth quarter, I mean, you had the big play to Tyreek Hill, one of the and that really sparked the comeback. I mean, they got the big play and then they started stopping San Francisco. In my opinion, San Francisco went away from what made them good, which was running the ball on offense. And they started trying to pass. It didn't work. Chiefs came back. They're Super Bowl champs now. So you can't <clears throat> you can't um, count them out in the game because, I mean, they were down 10 in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl last year and they still came back and won it. And so honestly, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think Tampa Bay cannot get comfortable on defense. They're going to have to play tight coverage and constant pressure on Mahomes in order to win this game because at any point in this game, the Chiefs can make a big play to put them right back in the game if even if they're down 21 or 14, which I don't we'll have to see if that happens but it's just that's just my thoughts on like what tampa bay will need to do defensively they cannot let up pressure at any point in this game yeah those defenders are gonna be absolutely dead after this game they're gonna be exhausted Mm -hmm. but it will be interesting i think that the chiefs offensive line definitely you know, has some holes in it currently. And I think that those holes could lead to some pretty negative things happening. It's going to be interesting to see how they game plan around that. And I mean, watch this be the game that the Chiefs run for like 250 yards. Like they don't do it all year. And then in the Super Bowl, they like stop throwing the ball and run it. And, you know, I I hope that all those guys do well. My point with Edwards Alaire was not to say that he's bad. It's just like they took him in the first round. And he didn't have the season they were expecting and he didn't perform the way that they thought he would, you know, even though he got injured and everything, even in the games we saw him, you know, he wasn't spectacularly impressive. Like he was still good. I just don't think that he was as good as they were banking on him being, but let's talk about kind of the other half of that Tampa Bay defense, their secondary versus the chiefs receivers. What do we know about that? Chris? Well, We've already talked about the the safeties being out. And so that could cause some problems here. I think that Kelsey and Hill 
might wreak havoc. I mean, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, I don't think people understand some like you can understand how important he is and still not understand how important he is, if this makes any sense, because I understand it's, it's just like his presence on the Chiefs offense. If you notice, it seems like every time the Chiefs are in a hole, you know, and need to get need to get some yards, Travis Kelsey is somehow open. He has such a big impact on this offense. And Ty and of course you have Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is your your guy. Like the minute you focus too much on Kelsey, you've been burnt by Tyreek Hill downfield for a touchdown. And the moment you focus too much on Hill, Tyreek or Travis Kelsey is open downfield for a 20 plus yard gain. And he's just, in my opinion, he's not just the safety valve. But he's just, he is the best tight end in the league. And he unarguably, he just causes so much havoc towards the other team's defenses. And I mean, you look like against the Browns, right? The Browns had, um, the Browns had Henny in like in a tough position. And then Henny makes a big throw to Travis Kelsey right after we get, which gets them downfield. Um, They didn't score on that drive, but. You know, it still killed more clock and inevitably helped them win the game. Travis Kelsey is just a huge part of this team. And I think this will be interesting to see him versus Gronk because Gronk, he doesn't really get a lot of touches. But I will say against Green Bay, that one run he had up the field or the catch he had and ran up the field, he may not have looked spectacularly fast or anything, but it got them a a good chunk of yards and put them in field goal position to go up by eight, which ended up being a huge deal for them. So I think Gronk could play well in this game. I think he's still good. He's still reliable. You throw it to him. He can still catch it. He's not, I don't think he'll have a huge game this game. I could be wrong, but I think they're going to use him in creative ways and ways to help Brady have somebody open on most plays if the receivers aren't open downfield if that makes sense i think he can be a good safety valve for them and just get some reliable catches in case you know in case there's nothing open downfield he could be the downfield man too i've seen them try it towards him but that's just my thoughts on it i think kelsey is a huge part of this offense i think gronk is is a nice piece to have for the tampa bay offense Yeah, I mean, if you look at the way that the Chiefs offense is built, specifically with their tight ends and their receivers, right? It's kind of built precariously. Like, you lose Travis Kelsey, and you're probably done, right? I mean, I don't even know who the Chiefs' backup tight end is. Do they even have one? Like, I don't even know if they have one. I'm I'm sure they have one. just feels like they don't, right? And then, I mean, you lose Tyree Kill, you lose that downfield presence, you double team Travis Kelsey and you make everyone else burn you which they definitely have the capacity to but I mean I think that the Chiefs have gotten really lucky that neither of these guys has sustained injuries because if they did their offense would look way different Mm -hmm. but I think I made a mistake earlier because I was talking about Sammy Watkins I think I said that Sammy Watkins was like wide receiver four or something he definitely isn't he's the wide receiver two but the Chiefs offense is so good that you don't even realize that he's not there 
Mm. Sammy Watkins has, you know, had a pretty injury plagued career in the NFL. You know, he played at Clemson was really good. And then he made it to the NFL. You know, he played for a couple of teams playing for the chiefs now. And when he's on, he's on, you know, he's really good when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. He just can't stay healthy consistently. But I mean, you got Tyreek, you got Sammy Watkins. If he plays in this game, you have Miko Hardman, who totally had that redemptive game last week after he mm-hmm. fumbled that and then, you know, had his 50 yard run and his touchdown, you know, he totally redeemed himself. You have Demarcus Robinson. If he plays, you even have Byron Pringle, which some people are like, who the heck is Byron Pringle? But Byron Pringle is really not that bad. Like he has made some catches this year and he is really not that bad of a wide receiver. So It'll definitely be interesting. And then, you, you know, you have Kelsey, who's unarguably the best tight end this year, who can absolutely destroy you. It's like you double team Kelsey, Tyreek's going to burn someone. You double team Tyreek, Tyreek still might burn both of them, and Kelsey's going to be open. You double team both of them, and Mikkel Hardman's going to burn you. So it's like, how, how do you even go about trying to stop this offense, even with a healthy secondary? And if the Bucs don't have that healthy secondary, it's like... Just like as a fan looking at that offense versus some backup safeties, I would not be feeling too hot if I was Bruce Arians about that. I'm I'm really hoping that both of those secondary or both those safeties end up playing because if they don't, it just might be a mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. But can we talk but, about how Bashad Breeland wants to play against all the Bucks receivers? Yeah, you know, I saw that. I mean this guy wants to show his talent off to the world. He wants to he wants to take them all on, which I mean, hey, more power to him, of course. Like, hey, if you want to be a Super Bowl champion, you got to beat the best. So For sure. I mean, I don't I mean, think yeah. that the Bucks offense is as intimidating as the Chiefs, at least not in the same way. Like they have really good receivers. They have Evans and they have Godwin and they have Brown, you know. They have mm-hmm. Gronkowski and they have some other good tight ends Cameron Brait but it's not Tyreek and Kelsey you Mm -hmm. know but they have a more established running game with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette so they have that kind of over the Chiefs so it's interesting like both offenses are strong in certain ways but not in the same way like it's hard to argue that like one is completely stronger than another because I think that the Bucks definitely have a stronger running game but I think that the Chiefs have a stronger passing game but not by a lot I mean you're dealing with Mike Evans Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown so I mean it's not like those guys are a bunch of pushovers right they're super good but it'll be interesting let's see if Breland can uh shadow Mike Evans and Godwin and Brown and make himself known because if he if he can put up a really solid game for the most part against the guys he gets placed against that could you know be a really big story in the Super Bowl you know it could help the Chiefs win this game I mean, put Breland on Rob Gronkowski and we'll see what happens. I mean, Gronkowski was what? The best tight end from like 2010 to like 2014 or 15. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he absolutely dominated the early 2010s, right? And then Kelsey showed up and was like, no, 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 not anymore. And now Kelsey's unarguably the best. But I mean, Gronkowski's still up there. He is still up there. So that'll be an interesting matchup to watch for sure. For sure. It'll be interesting to see if Breland can shadow Gronk. I'd love to see Breland like Moss Gronk. That would be great. And just pick him off on an intercept. That would be interesting. I'd love to see Gronk's reaction to that. 
All right. Next, we got our hot take of the week for the Super Bowl. Chelsea, what is it for us this week? All right. Well, shout out to Conlon for providing us this hot take for this week about the Super Bowl. So let's get into it. So this week we got the Chiefs will score 50 and the Bucks won't score 30. Take a moment. Absorb that. Think about it. Think about it. All right. Let's get into the reasoning. Reason number one, Patrick Mahomes. I feel like that is self-explanatory. That's fair. Reason number two, Bucks defense is overrated, and they are playing the Chiefs, who are the best team in the league. Okay. Number three, the Bucks aren't even the best team in the NFC. They just got hot at the right time. He thinks that the best team in the NFC is the Packers. And if you look at that game, I mean, the Bucks, you know, or the the Packers, they lost a close game. But Brady threw three interceptions in that game, which is typically more than enough to give the game up, regardless of how many touchdowns you score. So Brady throws three interceptions in the Super Bowl. He's probably not going to win. So uh, he thinks that Hill and Kelsey might have 400 yards combined, which honestly is not really that much of a reach. Because if Tyreek Hill gets like, Three 80-yard passes, I mean, that's already over 200. So, mm. And then with the win, he thinks that the Chiefs are going to win this game. He thinks that Mahomes will begin his dynasty as the new Brady, potentially even overtaking him as the best quarterback of all time one day. Now, personally, I still think it's a little too early to call that. I like to compare guys when they're retired. Versus when one, you know, may or may not be retired, maybe close to retiring, one's not. I like when they're both retired and I can analyze them in the same way, you know. But if Mahomes, just side note, if Mahomes becomes the new Brady, I'm completely cool with that because it means that the old Brady is not there anymore. And I like Mahomes. As a Colts fan, I will be happy when Tom Brady retires. He might be like 53 when he retires, but one day it will have to happen, right? It's inevitable. He'll have to retire eventually. So personally looking forward to that day. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Do you think that the Chiefs are going to absolutely roll over the Bucks, or do you think the Bucks are going to make it competitive? I mean, so first I do want to address the Bucks aren't the best team in the NFC. They just got hot recently. I mean, okay, here's the thing with the NFL playoffs. The, one of the questions that can arise with a one-and-done tournament of any kind is, does the best team actually win? And I think, so if we're talking March Madness, college basketball, where 68 teams are in, maybe not. I don't think the best team always wins in college basketball. And I don't think it always happens in the NFL this year. But I mean, if we look at this year, it's like, yes, the Packers were the number one seed and maybe they were the best team overall. But like, in my opinion, to be the best, you got to beat the rest, right? You know, you lost to Tampa twice. Like, and one of those times was an absolute blowout. And it wasn't even when Tampa was hot. It was while Green Bay was doing really well. And so, I mean, I can kind of see the, like, what, what's meant there. But in my opinion, like, Tampa won. They beat all they had to. And Green Bay didn't do their job. I mean, <clears throat> so at least that's what I feel with that. Um, but as far as... Brady throwing three picks. Yeah, he can't do that this game. I mean, if he does, that's a huge detriment to the offense. I mean, 
he has to play at his Super Bowl level. He can't, I don't even think he can play like he did against the Rams a few years ago. I think he's going to have to play exceptionally well. Lights out. Like he's going to have to play almost basically prime Brady um, because, you know, what, and Tampa knows, you know, they've been, they've finally figured out how to use their offense and use it effectively. Um, so I do think they will be able to put up a close game because but i will say the chiefs defense has gotten a lot better recently you saw what they did to the bills like that's impressive what they were able to do and so with this game it is definitely possible that the chiefs can put up 50 i mean they weren't far from it the first time they played the bucks but i will say when they played the bucks it was a close game so i would like to see how this goes over um i do think as far as mahomes being the next dynasty with the chiefs that is a real possibility. I mean, he's made the Super Bowl back-to-back years now, which that doesn't happen like at yeah, all that's in the true. NFL. That's very rare, and it's rare for a team to repeat. If he repeats, that is something that, you know, later on down the line, assuming Mahomes ha- continues to have the success that he's had, you a repeat is a huge uh, contributor to the whole if you're greatest of all time, let's say he wins three or four more rings and he can be like, I repeated Brady never did that. Like true. And very few quarterbacks ever have if he wins this weekend, which yeah. we'll see. I mean, he may win. He may not. The only time Mahomes and Brady have played in the playoffs, uh, Brady won. So, you know, right now yeah, he I has mean- that over him, but if Mahomes can beat him in a Super Bowl, that's, that's a pretty big deal. So I think I mean, last be- year, didn't Mahomes win Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. So imagine if they win the Super Bowl and he wins Super Bowl MVP again twice in a row. I think that definitely contributes to your argument of Tom Brady never did that. Yeah. I mean, he could have, but it could have it could go that way i just think this will be interesting i mean you know this game may be looked is going to be looked at for years to come and we'll see how both perform i mean i could definitely see the chiefs putting up 50 but also like it's very i feel like finding blowouts in the super bowl is fairly rare the last one i can remember is seattle and denver and that was just that was bad from play one for denver um but overall, this will be this will, I think this will be a good Super Bowl personally. I think this will be one that will be looked at for a long time. It's gonna be a one that's gonna be a standout one with all the cardboard cutouts of people there and all the stuff that's gone on. Like this will definitely be one to remember. But as far as a blowout, I don't think that'll happen. But it's possible. Yeah, I could see the Chiefs winning by 10, but any more than that, I mean, it's definitely possible without offense. And like we were talking about, if both starting safeties for the Bucks are out, the Chiefs could easily drop 50. I mean, the Chiefs could drop 50 with the starters, mm-hmm. but you st- you're still playing against Tom Brady. You know, like I think that Tom Brady is going to lose this game, but he's still Tom Brady. Yeah, he's not 32 year old Tom Brady, but he's still. The greatest quarterback full time. So, uh, yeah, I think that probably 10 to 14 is, I would, for either side, I would guess, is probably 
the most that they would win by. I don't foresee a blowout in this game just because it's a Super Bowl and it's highly competitive. Plus, we don't see a lot of them. But it also would not surprise me if Patrick Mahomes just came out and threw for like 500 yards and six touchdowns. Like That just wouldn't surprise me because it's Patrick Mahomes and we know he's Mm -hmm. capable of it. But yeah, I think that whoever wins, I think it's going to be like at most a 10 to 14 point differential. I don't even know if it'll be that. I think if you're going to put both Brady and Mahomes in a competition with who can score more points, I'd still pick Mahomes. At least now I would. But I don't, even still, I don't know if I'd pick Mahomes to win by that much. But I think that the Chiefs will win. I don't know if they'll win by 20, but I think it'll be real competitive. And I think if they do have a quote blowout that it, I don't think it'll be more than two touchdowns personally, but I think that, you know, pertaining to the best NFC team being the Packers, I think that on paper, the Packers are, except maybe at wide receiver, they're a little thin there, but on paper, I think that the Packers are really good. I just don't think that they performed and that sucks for Brady because you can kind of tell that their window is closing, right? That's Aaron Jones. It's a free agent. It's upcoming offseason. Uh, they have A.J. Dillon, who's going to be a stud. So it's not like they're going to have any issues. But even still, I mean, the dude's going to be good. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. It's going to be a very fun Super Bowl. I'm really looking forward to it, honestly. Same here. Chelsea, do you want to reiterate our picks real quick before before we go here? Yeah, for sure. So, Super Bowl, Chris, you picked the Bucks, Tom Brady, and I picked the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Regardless, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. And, of course, me being me, I'd never want to see Tom Brady win a Super Bowl ever again because we've had to endure it how many times now? But, yeah. I, I got the Chiefs. You got the Bucks. I'm sure we will be corresponding during this game if we're not, you know, watching it already. So mm-hmm. every time the Chiefs score, I'm going to be like, Patrick Mahomes! And then Patrick Mahomes is going to throw an interception. Chris is going to be like, Andrew Woodfield Jr. So <laughs> it'll be a fun time. But yeah, that's our picks for this week. Let us know who you guys think is going to win this game. I'll put a poll up on our story on Instagram. Let us know who you think is going to win. We'll see what the percentages say, and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'd be really interested. Send us what you think the score will be. I think that'll be interesting. If I had to list a score, I'm going to go like 28-24. Well, since I... I'm picking the Bucks, I'd go like 28-24 Bucks. But yeah. For the Chiefs, I think I'd go... Maybe like 34 27. I think that the Chiefs will score at least 30. Okay. That's what I'm going with. All right. 34 yeah, to I'm, 27. I know I'm kind of picking a low score, but it's kind of hard to find Super Bowls where offenses are just like, you know, dominating because it's the Super Bowl. It's defenses are a lot tougher now. Like it's, it's, it is the highest point in football that you can get to. So it's kind of hard to find like a completely offensive dominant, offensively dominant game. You can of course look at the Eagles and Patriots. That was the most, um, that was, I believe that had like the most offensive yards combined in a Super Bowl ever. 
Um, so, I mean, Go we'll Eagles. see. All right. But yeah, I think that's all we have for today. So Chelsea, you want to lead us in our outro? Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Tune back in next Wednesday for more content and to hear us break down the Super Bowl. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at underscore LC football underscore Instagram at launch codes football and on Facebook and YouTube at launch codes football. I'm Chelsea and I'm Chris and we'll see you next week. Go Chiefs. See y'all.